Hello, everybody. Jim Malone here, coming to you live from Dallas Trading Floor. It's a Monday, and the Dow Jones just made a new record at 3.30. So it's uh, kind of interesting, kind of exciting uh, today. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, my stuff, I'm still pretty much all in cash, but I'm trying to figure out, you know, which way to go here. I did um, move out of retractable technologies today, and I moved into Tupperware again, and uh, so nothing really too earth-shattering in terms of, you know, how I'm trading, but uh, still trying to kind of figure out uh, direction here and, you know, see how everything's going, and, um, you know, so uh, let's get into it. You know, basically, uh, you know, we're still in a confirmed uptrend. The uh, NASDAQ composite is at 1186.34. That's looking really good. The uh, S&P 500 is up just slightly at uh, about 0.79%. Also, the Dow Jones, and that's the real story, is up 349. So the Dow Jones is, uh, you know, into kind of new territory. And uh, the... Uh, the diamond, which is the largest CTF in the Dow Jones, is, is in recordatory territory, too. So I just want to kind of go over that a little bit as well. Um, take first look at the spider. The spider has pulled up. It's pulled up to a key level, by the way. It's up $2.75 today, or about 0.77%. And the uh, spider is very important because uh, many, many people have their entire uh, net worth in this. This this is uh, the world's largest ETF, and it tracks the S&P 500. So... Uh, very important, uh, very, very important, and I always try to look at this each day to get a general market direction. And based on this, the market is up, and uh, we're at 360.85, at least when this uh, slide was taken. And uh, that is quite bullish. The volume is down a little bit, so, uh, you know, we'll see. Hopefully, it'll move higher on volume uh, this week, but uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we're through some of the election uh, uncertainty, and, and maybe maybe we'll get direction there. Um, the QQQ is also up, and that, of course, is the ETF that covers the NASDAQ 100, and that is the largest, um, you know, this is the largest, one of the largest ETFs that covers the NASDAQ 100. Of course, in the NASDAQ 100, you have basically all the big tech stocks in there, the Apples and the Amazons and the Googles and that kind of thing are all in there. Um, some of them are also in the Dow Jones, and that's Apple and Microsoft, but uh, all the other big ones are in there, like uh, Amazon and uh, Facebook and a lot, of, a lot of stocks like that. It's up today, but uh, if you look at the candle, just slightly, it's at 291. And the key level on that, that it's really moved beyond, is about 275. So we're definitely above that key level, and we are in definitely in an upward trend on the QQQ, which is the NASDAQ 100. So that's where most of the growth stocks live, and so that's a good thing as well. So it's now, you know, possibly time to put a toe back into the water. Still a little bit uh, cold. <laughs> it's like testing the water in your bathtub. It's a little bit cold. I'm, I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm still mostly cash, but I'm getting ready to kind of move into the, the, um, in, into it. The interesting, uh, the, the interesting level here today is what they call the diamond or the symbol DIA, and that is the Dow Jones ETF. It's the Dow Jones 30. And uh, it's a very, very large ETF that covers that. Now, what's significant about that is most of the growth in the last year or so has been in the Qs and the S&P. We seem to be getting a rotation into some of the more legacy stocks. These are the Dow Jones stocks. Now, one of them, you know, money seems to be coming back into this. For instance, uh, Boeing is a Dow stock. So is uh, 
so is Disney. Of course, Apple and Microsoft are also Dow stocks. But this uh, this action where there's money moving into the Dow uh, is showing that uh, it's showing basically that um, you know we're seeing uh, you know we're seeing money move from some of the more speculative issues into the more kind of value oriented issues. So that's kind of significant, and that's what's you know can you can take a you know you can. You can look at that and, and, and do it that way. Now, a very significant thing happened today as well, and I want to show you this chart. And I may be moving into this chart. I, I moved into this slightly this morning. It pulled back. I sold out. <laughs> I ran away. But Moderna has come up with a vaccine, apparently, and uh, this does not require the the extreme conditions to, to store it with, uh, the for instance, the other uh, vaccines require chirogenics this one can be pretty much close to, held pretty much close to room temperature maybe a game changer uh, moderna was up nine dollars and 42 cents today or about 10 percent so it's pretty amazing it's pulled back a little bit but uh, uh, you know this may be a gap up for them because there's very strong buying here so I'm going to be taking a look on that and of course if you're interested in possibly you know I may have a I may have a trade alert on moderna. It just depends on you know. It just depends on how it how it how it goes. But um, you know, it, I may have a trade alert on on Moderna. And if and if you'd like to get a hold of those trade alerts, basically on a on a timely basis. And this is the you know. Oops, that's live and free Facebook. Uh, if you want to get a hold of the um, the trade alert, it's super easy to do. Just subscribe, and of course, it's all free. Uh, just go to www.dallastradingfloor.com and then uh, first and last name and your email and you'll be on the list and I'm probably going to be I may be doing a trade alert on Moderna I'm going to be doing some analysis I'm going to analyze it a little bit tonight and see kind of where it's at in terms of you know in, in terms of everything so that's a good way that's a that's a good way to go now a lot of people have joined so thank you very much for that I do appreciate oh one more thing before I get on to the questions from from everyone just kind of want to show you where my current holdings are I'm in Cloudflare and that's done pretty well it's up a little bit today just 66 that's not a lot uh, the GBDC that's the grayscale Bitcoin trust and this is an easy way to play Bitcoin it holds about 4% of the world's uh, Bitcoin it is basically even not up nor down Form factor, it's up strongly, fairly pretty strongly today, uh, $2.38. I, uh, I'm down a little bit on ResMed, down about $0.35, cents, down about $0.04 cents on Emphy, and I'm up on Tupperware. <laughs> I actually bought some Tupperware. Uh, not, I, not, I didn't buy the Tupperware, I bought the Tupperware stock. So um, <laughs> that's kind of, you know, I, I, I don't know why Tupperware is doing so well, but, you know, it's funny. Just everybody seems to like it, so. You know, there you go. It's 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 one it's 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 one of those things where you never can quite figure out why necessarily people are buying it, but they're buying it. So, uh, you know, that's kind of kind of the way it's going. I uh, just want to give you a look, see at the my small portfolio. This is just kind of a, a sample portfolio of how I'm trading right now. As you can see, I'm fairly uh, you know I'm 32% in cash, but I uh, but I just uh, I I just went back into Cloudflare. That's uh, about 12% in there. About twelve uh, percent in Tupperware, about thirteen percent in Emphy, and I'm also in Resmen at about thirteen percent, and Form Factor at about fourteen percent, with a small, very very small position in GBTC. So this kind of gives you how I've been trading. As you can see, I did sell one today, and that was basically sold it into earnings, and that was retractable technologies, up about two percent in four days. So not too bad on that one as well. And by the way, that's also available. 
uh, to get on the list to see that, it's super easy. Just go to www.dallastradingfloor. So, without further ado, I'll take some questions from TikTok. Thanks for holding, everybody. A lot of people have joined, so let's get see if I can get a question here. Ah, okay, the first question. Thank you for holding. Uh, Palantir, P-L-T-R. Let's take a look at Palantir really quickly to see. I've, I was holding Palantir into earnings, uh, but I did sell it into earnings. And this is what I commonly do. Uh, I will hold a stock, and then I will sell it uh, when it goes to earnings, and then you know, a lot of times I'll buy it back. So I may be, I may be back in Palantir. Let's look at the weekly chart here. Uh, basically, it's still 97 relative strength, so that's very good. It's pulling up a little bit today, about 13 cents. The daily chart, now it did have earnings on um, on Friday. They did look pretty good on, on, on the earnings. Uh, basically, what happened, their sales were up 52% quarter over quarter. That's one year. Uh, that's, that's last year versus this year, so up 52%. So that's pretty excellent. Um, we did. We, we still have a negative cash flow of 1.07 for the quarter, negative cash flow on that. But that's that's very common for IPOs, and definitely this is an IPO. Um, we seem to be pulling up a little bit. It's currently at 15.93. I sold out basically at about 15 into earnings, uh, and I did not hold it through earnings. Uh, but if if it does move back down to the 21-day exponential. I will probably be a buyer there, but uh, if you if you held it through earnings, congratulations! Uh, it did pull back strongly, and this is this usually happens on earnings. It just just FYI, and that's why I always track when the earnings are coming out. Uh, right into earnings, it was about uh, you know it, it was about sixteen eighty, and then it pulled right back down almost to fourteen dollars through earnings, and now it's pulled back up the second day of a pull up. So it does you know typically it will move higher into earnings, and then I typically will be a seller, and then I'll wait to see how it's trading after earnings, and then I usually jump right back in. So I may be jumping back in on that. But thank you for that question. I still think it's worth. I, I still think it's worth owning. Uh, it has a six out of nine checklist, which is my minimum, but it's still very good. The ownership of funds is quite good at 48, so looking fairly good. And the industry, it's 83 out of 197. So pretty good there too. So all in all, a good stock. Uh, this isn't really necessarily a great place to buy it in terms of price. Um, what you want to do is wait to see if there's a pullback to about the uh, $14 level, which it which it did right before right right um, right after earnings. It pulled to that level. Uh, we want to see if it's going to pull back to there and uh, see how it's trading. If not, then you know we probably have to pull have to trade it. On a pullback to the 10-day line, and currently the 10-day line is right about uh, right about $14. So that is Palantir. Just kind of give you give you a, a way of trading trading that. Let's take a look to see on TikTok if we have another question here, and then we'll start. Okay, so thank you very very much. All right, I'm looking through. All, by the way, everybody, what I'm doing is I'm looking through the. There we go. Um, let's see. Oops. <laughs> this is my. There we go. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Let's look at. Uh, okay. Uh, let's look at the spider. That's. Oh, I actually did the spider. So let's go to the questions from t from YouTube. And by the way, I'm broadcasting this live on YouTube at youtube.com/slash Dallas Trading Floor. Hey, Jim. 
Just wondering if you anticipate a big correction in the market in the near future. Wow, that if I would, if I know, <laughs> if I knew that, I would be absolutely a, a genius. Unfortunately, I'm not a genius, but uh, I don't. I it, it looks as if we have. That's a very good question. Uh, it looks like we have we we're still trending up. So, I I think we may have done a test. Um, but I, I don't think I don't think we're going to pull back from here. But you know, again, it just depends on how it's trading. So I can't really give you um, I can't really a definitive answer on that. Currently, though, the market is in a confirmed uptrend, and right now, in a confirmed uptrend, we want to move out of cash into uh, into the market. I'm currently fairly fairly heavily in cash right now, waiting for opportunities to present themselves. I'm not really chasing anything, just just kind of. Just kind of waiting for the market. So I do think we're on an uptrend. And uh, the answer to that. Okay, Moderna and Disney. Very good, Mr. Sid. Thanks so much. Let's look at Disney. Disney uh, moved up. Now I'm I'm uh, Disney is really confounding me on the on the on the uh, fundamentals because it just fired twenty six thousand people, and yet their stock goes up. So go figure. Um, you know it's pulled higher today. It's up five dollars and ninety cents, which is excellent. This is a Dow stock. Uh, and it does have a relative strength of 56. I don't particularly like this stock, to be honest with you, because first of all, it's not strong enough. I typically will only buy relative strength stocks that have greater than 80. That's that's what I'm looking for. So, and, and that makes sense because Disney isn't a growth stock. Disney is a value play. So the question is: so people are, are betting that you know that when when the when everything opens up, it's going to be better. I just can't get on board on that. Just because I think that uh, you know we, we're still facing a lot of headwinds in the economy, I really believe we are, and I, you know, and the checklist bears this out. There's only it's the the the, um, the buying criteria is only five out of nine, so I'm not I'm not particularly I'm not particularly bullish on that. Six out of nine is my minimum. Now let's look at the ownership in terms of the funds. The funds are actually you know there there's a lot of funds in this. There's uh, you know 35 65 funds in this currently. Uh, but I do think they're starting to move out. They're just moving out slightly, even though it's up. So I cannot recommend uh, Disney at this point. Now, I could be totally all wet on this, but looking at the weekly chart, uh, I do see it pulling up. I want to see this thing move up to at least the first stage consolidation buy point, which is 153.41. So I'm going to put that out there on the chat. Uh, Dis, D-I-S, the buy point, uh, uh, is equal to um, uh, is 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 equal to 153.41 on first stage consolidation. And if what I'm talking about kind of doesn't make sense to you, well, <laughs> this is kind of um, uh, you know this is this is basically. Uh, covered in can slim trading, uh, and th and that's the style of trading that I use, and it's used. It's also used by a lot of. Uh, it's used, also used by a lot of other people. One fifty three forty one um, on first stage, and I put that out there on the chat. Okay, so great. Um, and, and and in order to find out kind of what I'm talking about, I'm seem to be talking in riddles. The easy way to do that is go over to my website, www.dallastradingfloor. Oops. 
youtube.com and take a look. There's a tab on there that says Learn to Trade Bookshelf. And I just kind of want to give you a, a look at this really quickly. There is a book here. It's called How to Make Money in Stocks, A Winning System, Good Times or Bad. It's by William O'Neill, one of the premier traders of all time. Also, there's another book, How to Make Money in Stocks, A Winning System, Getting Started by Matthew Galgani. Both these books are kind of important. This one, the, the How to Trade Stocks by O'Neill, that is basically the CanSlim system. Uh, the the uh, the the, make, the getting started book by Matthew Galgani that's sort of the checklist book so they're both kind of important if you want to take a look at them super easy they're available on my website just go to www.dallastradingfloor and then learn to trade bookshelf and it's the it's the yellow cover uh, the orange cover one and the blue cover one and so very very interesting many of the top traders in the world use Can Slim and I do too so that's kind of what I'm talking about. Um, on Disney, for instance, that was a first-stage consolidation buy point, and I just put that out there. Now, let's look at Moderna, which is M. Uh, Moderna, which I did, which I did have on as one of my slides, so I appreciate that. MRNA. Now, this is more of an interesting stock, I think, for investors, um, because I do think that it did have a breakout. Now, the biggest problem with Moderna right now is that it just broke out and it's tough to find a buy point on this but guess what there is one <laughs> i just want to tell you there is a buy point and we're above it we're actually in a buy range this is an incredible thing so we might want to consider buying this one okay this is the buy point on moderna currently in a third stage base is a 95 is 95.21 so i'm going to put that out there on there. So I think Moderna is the better one of the two, Moderna and, and Disney. So uh, the symbol for Moderna is MRNA. And the buy point on that one, uh, let's see, B slash P, that's a buy point, is equal to, let's see, if I give it 9521. Uh, 9521. And that's on a third stage consolidation. There we go. And we'll put that out there to everyone. Now, in terms of Moderna, I think you might want to consider buying this one maybe next next uh, next few days or maybe even today. The checklist on it is, is 7 out of 9. I think that's pretty excellent. The ownership on it is increasing, so that's good. So it makes this, it, it, it not only does it have a 98 relative strength. Remember, Disney that we just looked at had a 52 relative strength. Which would you rather buy, a 52 or a 98. I think you want to go with the 98. This has a 98, um, 98 relative strength. It's in the buy zone right now, uh, so you could buy it right now as we speak. It's got it, it's got a lot of funds going into this, so I think that this one might be something that you would be interested in. Moderna buy point on this one, 95.21, and currently it's selling for 98.16. Uh, now, by the way, uh, if you want to know what the buy zone is, the place to buy it. You take the buy point, or 9521, uh, uh, multiply that times 0 0.105, basically a 5%. So from the buy point up 5%, that is your buy zone. So I think you're right in the buy zone on that. I think that's an excellent buy. I think if you're looking between Disney and Moderna, you want to go with Moderna. Thank you so much, Mr. Sid. Always the best questions from you. Um, what are your thoughts on DraftKings, DKNG, and... TP, I think you mean TUP. I think you mean Tupperware. But let's look. Let's look at DraftKings. Uh, 
DKNG D DKNG DraftKings. Let's see if we can get in the DraftKings. You know, DraftKings uh, was pulling back, and now it looks as if it has started to. It may have bottomed. That let's look at the weekly chart to get an idea if it did indeed has. Eh, it's still below the 50-day moving line. It's above the 200. That's good. 98 relative strength with with an upward pointing. Uh, uh, well, okay. So that's pretty good for 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 that. Do I would I buy it at this point? That is the question. Um, you know, it's right. It's pulled right to the 21-day line. You could definitely buy it on the 21-day line. Um, the 21-day line is 21.20. It's 42.66. Uh, um, Here's what I would do on this one. I think that you know, I think right now it's in a consolidation. I would watch list this one. I don't think this is the correct entry point for DraftKings right now. But if it pulls up, and it, it, it pulled up yesterday, it's pulled back a little bit today. If, if tomorrow it is an upward trend, I think you could definitely buy this one. Uh, let's look at the checklist on it. It's six out of nine, that's my minimum, so it's good. We have increasing fund ownership, that's excellent too. So I would, I, here's the thing, I wouldn't buy DraftKings right away. I would, I would wait on this one, but if it starts to move up tomorrow, uh, if it start, you know, it starts to move towards that that forty day line, then I think that you might be able to might be able to safely, safely buy this one. Um, I think you're me. Uh, I think Mr. City, it was top TUP, which is Tupperware, and of course I did go into that position today. Uh, let's look at this. Yeah, it's up a bit. Um, I went into Tupperware early. I think this one may be a good one. The the only issue that I have on Tupperware currently is it has fairly. It, 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 it doesn't have as much volume as I like to see. I pulled this up so that I could show you the volume. So you can see that's relatively low volume there. And that is unfortunately not as good, but it does have a relative strength of 99. I love the ones that are 95 and better. So Tupperware, I do, I really do like Tupperware. So let's see kind of where that candle is. Well, we definitely have, it's right on that 10 day. So I think that, the, I think, you know, we're good to go on Tupperware. It's up $1.11 currently, uh, and it's looking pretty good. Let's look at the checklist to make sure that I'm not all wet here. 7 out of 9, so that's definitely better than 6 out of 9, which I usually, that's my minimum. Let's look at the funds. Well, the funds are going up too, so I kind of like Tupperware actually here. I think, you, I, think, uh, I think Tupperware, and it's definitely on the watch list, I think Tupperware may be very good. Let's look at some other issues in Tupperware. It just came through earnings, by the way, and the reason... Now, typically, I don't hold them through earnings. I will sell them uh, before earnings, and then if, they, if it does well, like Tupperware is doing, I'll buy it afterwards. So let's look at the, let's kind of look at what's happening. We definitely had increasing sales. This is excellent. It had been pulling back in terms of sales quarter over quarter, but this quarter, the sales were up overall 14% year over year. So that's excellent. Okay, so it looks like they may have turned a corner. So that's that's always good to get a stock when it's turned a corner. Now, 70% of the ownership of Tupperware is in funds, so that's quite good as well. The cash flow is, is solid at $1.67 a share, which for a $30 stock is a very good return. Um, and it has an excellently very low PE ratio, uh, I mean, relative to some of the other stocks that we've been looking at. So uh, overall, I think that Tupperware looks fairly good. 
and uh, you know if it holds up, you know you might want to be, you might want to consider putting it on the watch list. I did buy it today, and so you know that might be something that you know it might it might work it might work for you. I I I only took a small position in it, um, but uh, I did I did take a position. All right, let's look at Neo. Uh, as you know, uh, almost all of for some reason I don't know why. The Chinese EV stocks kind of got uh, were hurt earlier this day, but this one is pulling back up. So Neo just seems to keep on going. It seems to have legs. So um, you know it's been on the watch list. There there really hasn't been a great place to recommend buying it because it just hasn't gone into a base pattern. Um, here's the thing. You know I think that you need to watch list this one. We're going into earnings in one day, so Neo is going to report tomorrow. And uh, I think, so on Wednesday, we might want to consider getting into this, but just let's look if we can do it. Uh, that's the main thing. I wouldn't hold this through earnings. Two two, this may pull back significantly on earnings. So we want to be careful. We don't want to buy this one right yet. Um, it's seven out of nine, so that's excellent. We do have increasing fund ownership, and we have a relative strength of 99. I love that really high uh, relative strength of 99. So that's very strong. Again, NEO is a Chinese electric vehicle manufacturer. And I think they're really the premier one um, along with, uh, you know, there's there's the other ones in there, Lime Motors, uh, for instance. But I think that Neo is probably the best of the breed in there. So um, I, I definitely like it. Here's the thing about Neo: Don't buy it today because it's going into earnings tomorrow. Wait for earnings. See how it, see how it goes through earnings because typically... There's, you know, there's an old, old adage, and it sort of, it really holds true, and that is, buy on rumor, sell on news. Well, right now we're in the rumor stage, and so if it does really well, then it will shoot up potentially, but many times, even on good earnings, stocks tend to pull back about 80% of the time. So, uh, wait until earnings, see how it does, and then we may have a buy there. The problem is there's not a really good level, buy, really good buying point, uh, but the stock is, is, it's definitely should be on your watch list. So there we go. Okay, hi Jim. Thanks for this last Oh hey, um, <laughs> wow, Christian. Um, well, okay, okay. Um, you know what? Uh, d thank you very much for that. I, I used to be an analyst, a financial analyst back in the back in the olden times. <laughs> I used to work for a company called Deloitte. It's a kind of a big accounting firm, and look at all these things. And you know what? The funny thing is. You know, I, went, I got an MBA and I did all this kind of stuff. But you know what? 20 years ago, actually a little more than 20 years ago now, I met a guy who introduced me to CanSlim Trading. And I have to tell you, you know, it was it's more valuable studying that book by O'Neill than going and getting an MBA. Not that, the, not that getting an MBA is a, good, is a bad thing. I, you know, I went to, uh, I went, I went to school in, in, uh, in California, uh, California State University at Hayward, <laughs> right down, you know, right in Hayward, California. Got my MBA there. Uh, you know, lot, learned a lot of great things, but I didn't learn how to make money. And the, the thing about canceling trading is you can actually make money doing this. So thank you so much for that kind comment. So appreciate it. Um, why is Nicola increasing? Uh, does it really mean something? Well, you know, Nicola was, there's certain, every, every one in a while, I think that's N-K-L-A, um, apparently, uh, well, it's increasing, but it's, it's not looking good. Let me show you the chart on this one. Yes, it, it, this is what they call, this is a classic, <laughs> I don't want to hear this, but this is what they call a dead cat bounce. 
Yeah. See, well, well, isn't that isn't that kind of kind of rude to think that a, a cat cat would bounce? Well, when when things go when things dive really hard like this one does. See how this is diving right down? Oops. Okay. There we go. See how it's going down like this? Okay. See, that's a general trend there. And it's a downward trend. Well, it got to the bottom, and then and then it hit the floor, and it bounced a little bit. This I don't believe is a trend change. <laughs> I don't believe this is changing trend. This is just a dead cat bounce. So that's a good question that you had, but I think um, you know I, I think basically nothing nothing actually goes straight down. Uh, but I believe this is what they call a dead cat bounce. And uh, you know it comes down and then hits the little bit of resistance. It pops up a little bit. But do expect this thing to move lower because, unfortunately, just like luck and coffee, I don't know if you're familiar with that one, there was a little bit of fraud action that went on with this one. Um, <laughs> they were basically saying that they had a truck that really worked, and it was just a model, and it was, it was all crazy. It was just a prototype. So, uh, it, it, and GM bought into it, so go figure. But uh, I do think it's a dead cat bounce. I don't think it really means anything, unfortunately. Hi, Jim. Uh, just asked about a ticker uh, before uh, a lot has happened. And since then, was wondering if you could <laughs> take another look at UAVS. They just reported earnings last Friday. Okay, very good. Always, yeah, this is a good time to look at stocks, by the way, uh, after they've come through earnings because, uh, you know, the earnings, if, if they're done right, it's sort of like an X-ray, you know. it, it You, you kind of know... <laughs> <laughs> you kind of you kind of learn where the bodies are buried. Okay, so this is uh, okay. This is the okay. This is uh, for the agriculture. This is an interesting one. This was a this was a yeah. This is a highly rated uh, under ten dollars stock. Ninety nine on that. That's very good. It seems to have moved a little bit. It's a very very inexpensive stock at two sixty nine. I typically don't like to buy shares that are that cheap, and the reason is because I typically don't like to uh, sustain any more than a 7% loss. If something goes down 7%, I'm usually sold out because I set a stop loss. If you have a low price stock under $10, it's very, very easy basically for it to be more than 7% volatile in any one day. So I don't like to get shaken out un unnecessarily, and that's one of the reasons why trading low price stocks is more difficult. Now, what would I say about this? Well, you know, this is... Uh, you know, this seems to be all over the place. I'm looking at the weekly chart. Um, you know, I do see a downward trend right now, but it, it has pulled back, and and it's just pulled back again. So you know, I just don't I just don't see. Now I wouldn't I, I wouldn't discount this one at all. I'm not saying to discount this one, but on the monthly chart, I'm looking at essentially something. And on the weekly chart, I'm still not seeing enough upward momentum here. I I probably would not be a buyer of this stock. I might I might watch list it, but I, I wouldn't I just wouldn't be a buyer of this stock probably. You see, this stock at one time back in 2015 was selling for over $60 a share. It's currently selling for $2.69 a share. I just can't get excited at it at that price. I, I just I, I, I can't get excited. It's got to come up a lot more I might start considering it if it was at maybe over the $10 mark, maybe $12, I might get interested in it. But right now, I just can't recommend it. It's just too low of a price. I mean, even if they do have good earnings, they need to come a long, long way before I would be interested. And that's just, just the way I would play it. Um, all right, thoughts on AVLR. 
Let's look at AVLR to see what that, how that's doing. AVLR. And okay. Um, interesting. This is an IPO. Uh, no, not an IPO. Excuse me. Let's go to the weekly chart here before I, before I say anything wrong here. Okay, we just came through earnings. Very nice. Very nice. We we're up 30% quarter to quarter. That's that, uh, over last year. So that's excellent. We have increasing fund ownership like that. The relative strength is 93, very good. This develops cloud software designed to improve accuracy uh, of automation. Okay, well, I like the area that it's in. So let's look at the checklist. The checklist is excellent, eight out of nine. Wow, this is looking really, really good. I may have to put this one down here for myself. This wasn't on my, this wasn't on my, uh, my radar screen, but I'm, I'm definitely liking this one a lot. Uh, Avalara is the name of it, A-V- uh, LR. Okay, now let's see if we let's see if we can find a place to buy this one. This is definitely a buyable stock. There's no question. Um, the last the last um, pivot we had on a double bottom was at 140.87. So we're a little bit extended from that, but we're we're pulling back down to the buy point. Interestingly enough. Wow. Wowie. 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 Okay. All right, everybody. This is a, this is definitely a watch list, and the buy point on this one. And I'm just going to put that out there in the chat. Uh, a V L R. The buy point. The the buy point on this one equals. Let me just give you the right number here. One forty eighty seven. One forty eighty seven. So so that's. You know, so that's pretty good. 140.87 is the buy point on that. And uh, so I'm going to put that out there. I'm going to put that out there on the chat. Um, let's see. There we go. So hopefully that went out there. We got that out there. Okay, great. Um, so. That Avalara is definitely, definitely in, almost in the buy zone, just a little bit above the buy zone. So if this pulls back just a little bit more, this one might, you might want to add this one, at least on a half position. So uh, that's looking, that's looking very, very good. Thank you very much for that comment. Um, what's up with RVP? <laughs> you dropped it this well personally, and now it's gone. Well, no, actually, I had it, I had it last week, uh, Kiana. I actually had RVP in there last week. I sold it right before earnings. Uh, let me kind of show you that. Uh, let me just kind of give you that. Uh, I did drop it in, uh, and I just want to show you where I, where I sold that one. I, I basically picked it up on Friday. See, as you, as you can see, on the 13th is when I bought it, and then I bought it at 8.05. It's coming into earnings. It was up, so I just pulled the ripcord at 8.25. Eh, I just made 2% in four days. Nothing nothing serious, only 20 bucks, so not a lot. But uh, yeah, thanks for being, you know, thanks for taking a look at that. Um, no, I, I just, you know, I may, I may pick it up again, but it's coming into earnings tonight. Didn't want to hold it through earnings, so I sold it. And, uh, but I may be back in, you know, depending on how it trades through earnings. I just, because I was getting on the show, I just wanted to just kind of pull the trigger and I was up. So pulled the trigger and uh, that's, but that's a good question. Appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for looking at the small portfolio. Um, hey Jim, do you see any buy points on Fastly and Plug? Let's look at Fastly. You know, Fastly had that huge pullback, but it's not a bad stock. It's just, 
you know, just sometimes it happens like that when there's a lot of short interest in something. It just gets, it just gets whacked, and <laughs> that definitely happened. I got, I got, I got, uh, I got uh, uh, sold out of it because I because I had a stop loss of seven percent. So I definitely, I definitely feel your pain, as, as Bill Clinton used to say. Um, yeah, it's it's starting to move nicely back. I wanted to see it come above the forty-day line, though. We really don't have a place to buy it yet. Uh, you know, because the last buy point on it was the consolidation first stage at 117.79, but that was back a few weeks ago. So we're still not strong enough. I want to see it move above the 40-day moving average, but it's getting there. It's pulled back a little bit today. It's 75.53.27. Um, so the buy point on that one is 117.17 117, uh, on a first stage consolidation. Uh, so fastly, FSLY buy point is equal to 117.17. And so considering it's uh, 75.53, we're, we're well below that. So probably not the time, uh, probably, not, probably not the time yet for fastly. Um, okay, so the next question is on plug. This is plug play, of course. And that one might be better. P-L-U-G. That's plug power. And this one's moving up nicely, up $1.57 a day at $25. Wow, that's pretty good. Um, let's look at it. It's interesting. Okay, let's look at the checklist. Seven out of nine, that's, going, that's good. Uh, it's up in terms of the number of funds, liking that too. Let's look on the weekly chart to see if there's a buy point, if there's an area that we can buy it. Nothing really. Because the last buy point was on a consolidation, basically at fourteen thirty-five, was the <laughs> that's and it's twenty-five dollars now, so it's considerably above that. Possibly you could buy it at a pullback to the ten-day line. Let's see if I can see that here. Uh, yeah, but see, but the ten-day line, twenty fifty-three. So, you know, it's a little bit too extended right now. I mean, you could definitely buy it at this point. But if you were to buy at this point, there's a very high likelihood that it'll pull back to about the 2053 level. So what I would do on this one, I would wait to see if it see if this thing pulls 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 a little bit lower, uh, maybe to 22 or 21. It looks like it's moving right up. Let's see if there's a pullback. If there's a pullback to the 10-day line, and especially if there's a pullback to the 21-day line, and then there's reversal, then I think you could buy it. But I don't think you could buy it right now safely you could buy it and it may continue to go up but it would be, you're much more exposed you're very extended at this time unfortunately on that so i would not recommend it wait until it pulls back and then you might be able to to do that thoughts on workhorse um let's take a look at let's let's take a look at workhorse um let's see w k h s workhorse there we go workhorse group and let's see. Yep, and it's pulling up nicely. Um, but do we have any place to buy it, though? That's the question. Um, all right. Well, um, it does look like it's in a range. It's in a consolidating range from about 22 up to about uh, 2290. It's at 1992 today. It's up 70 cents. Um, it looks as if, you know what, I would wait on this one. There is... Okay, this is definitely buyable. Let's look at the checklist. 
Okay, it's got an excellent checklist. Well, it's, uh, no, it doesn't have an excellent, I wish it did. No, I'm sorry. Apologize. Take that back. And it's checklist, it's, it's, it's not a good checklist. Um, there is a buy point on this one at 22.90, but the checklist is not good enough. I, I pass on this one, at least for right now. Pass on this until we get a better chart pattern. It just it just isn't a good enough chart pattern to buy on right now. Um, sorry about that. Blink, Blink Charging. This is one of my favorites. These are my under ten dollars stocks that I was putting out. I haven't been putting out that recently. Um, just wondering if um, anybody else is interested in that. I may start doing that uh, again. Uh, you know, put that out there. But let's look at Blink. Um, Blink charging. <laughs> okay, we might be getting ready to buy, buy this bad boy again. You know, here's the thing. You know, with these stocks, you can buy them and then sell them and then buy them and sell them. It doesn't matter. Boy, this is looking good. It's at $12.90. It's up $2.49. Excellent. We just had earnings, and we're up 22% over year over year. So you know what? Hey, boys, this one may be time to buy Blink charging once again. Six out of nine. Excellent. Let's look at the ownership. Okay, we have increasing ownership on this one. You know what? I sort of like Blink Charging. Now, it's a little bit shy of where it needs to be. It's about $14. It would be sort of a buy point on this one. Not really, but let's look at the daily chart. Let's see if there's anywhere tactically to buy this one. Okay, we've pulled up a lot. Let's, you know, I wouldn't buy it today. Let's see how it trades tomorrow. But if it, if, it, if it pulls back and it finds some strength on this 21-day line, which is basically at $9.43, if it does that and it reverses, then I think we have a winner. But it looks as if we're moving, it looks like we may be moving higher off the 10-day. So where would I buy this one? <laughs> Good question. I would wait for a pullback on this one. I would probably buy this. This is, this is looking very, very good. Um, it, did, it did pop up to 14.58. There's no real buy point on this one, but you know, I think that you could buy this if it pulls back to 11.55 okay, if it pulls back to about 11.55 and then reverses then I think you could buy this so wait for it to pull back wait for it to pull back and then if it, if it pulls back below 11.55 and then reverses then I think um I think that might might make sense. I'm going to set an alert on it, just so I'll, just so I'll have an alert on that. Uh, but I want to make an alert on that one. Um, I'm going to set the alert for blink charging, and I'm going to set it at 11:55 on that, and I'm going to put an email notate notation on that, um, and I'm going to do that right away. Okay, so I've got my I've got my price alert on that filter. Let's see. It's active. Okay. Okay. So there we go. Um, okay. So that's so that's blink charging, eleven fifty five. But don't buy it right now. Be careful. Be careful on that one. But uh, thanks for that. Uh, thanks for that again. That's that's one of my favorites. Um, okay. Uh, we looked in Palantir uh, already. So let's look at Nike. Um, you know, Nike. Nike. This should be their best quarter. Uh, typically, Nike's best quarter is the final quarter. Of course, that's when everyone wants to buy Christmas gifts, so that's looking good. Um, boy, this is in a profit-taking zone. Hmm, interesting. Let's look at Nike here. Yeah, Nike, Nike has been doing very, very well. Um, 
Relative strength is 85, which is definitely meets my criteria. I like to see 80 or better. This is a big cap, so it's a little bit a little bit easier criteria than some of the growth stocks that I look at. Um, it's six out of nine, so that's good. Does it have increasing fund ownership? Let's look. Uh, yes, it. No, it, it's it's just about even. But the fund ownership is good. That's not a problem there. Uh, boy, where would I buy this thing? I think you could buy this at the 21-day line. That's about the only place you could buy this. Uh, 126. So if it pulls back to 126 and bounces, then you might be able to buy it at that 21-day line. But it looks as if it's forming a handle, uh, and it does seem like it has some resistance. Uh, and the resistance seems to be about 137. So, um... You know, if this thing pulls back and reverses, then you could buy it. Right now, it's a watch list. Um, we've got earnings in 32 days. So we definitely have enough time on this one. We definitely have enough time. So um, I would watch this one. This doesn't give a clear buy point right now, unfortunately. Uh, it just doesn't. But uh, it's possible to buy it off the 21-day exponential line, which, that, you know, it might work very, very well. Might might work very, very well uh, as well. Uber and Lyft. <laughs> Uber, you know, Uber is uh, is in trouble uh, with the state of California. They're going to make all the people employees, and, of course, that will kill Uber in California. But even with that, oh, and by the way, <laughs> and this is just a little, kind of a little side note, uh, Uber moved um, moved a lot of its programmers here to Dallas, and actually they're in Deep Ellum, which is interesting, about 2,000 people. They moved them here to Dallas, and a lot of, a lot of companies in California are moving here to Dallas because of the regulatory situation in California. Um, okay, it looks as if 92, that's good. Um, it's at $49, so hmm, okay. Let's look at the checklist. Six out of nine, okay, let's look at the fund ownership. Fund ownership is, uh, you know, is, is increasing. So that's bullish too. Um, boy, let's look for an entry point on this one. Um, oh, all right, well, you know what? This might be a good buy at forty-seven twelve. It seems like it's 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 a it's at a new high. It's up one dollar and sixty cents, or three point thirty-five percent. So that's excellent. Volume is up too. I'm liking that. There was an Easter egg there. Easter egg is the highest uh, volume since the last earning. So that's looking good. Boy, you know what? I have to give a I have to give a thumbs up to Uber. Um. I, I have to give a th I have to give a thumbs up to this one. I'm going to put this on the watch list. I'm going to watch this a little bit because uh, I don't know if I'm ready, right, ready to buy it. But you know what? I kind of like this chart. I really do. I kind of like this chart. Let's take a look at Lyft and and compare them. Now, remember, Uber is a relative strength of 92. That's pretty excellent. Let's look at Lyft. L Y F T. There we go. Lyft, I don't, oh, goodness gracious, I don't like their chart as much. This is the chart for Lyft, and it's a downward trending chart. I don't typically like downward trending charts. They just, you know, it's, uh, yeah, this is, this, is a downward, this is a downward trending chart, even though we have pulled up. We do have a buy point, though. It looks as if, you know, it looks as if there is a buy point of, um, there, there is a buy point of 41.22, but you know what? I, looking at this chart, looking at the lift chart, it's a relative strength of 70. Uber is 92. Um, 
the checklist isn't isn't nearly as good and the funds the funds are good but they're actually going away you know what uber is your uber uber duber you want uber <laughs> i don't think you want lyft lyft may be the one to take but maybe not the one to invest in if you're looking for the ride sharing business it's uber that you want the stock is far better in terms of its technical uh, than, than Lyft. So thank you for that question. That is great. That gives me a little bit of insight. Hey, Jude, thanks so much. Uh, thoughts on R and P, uh, TPX. Let's look at TPX. I don't know what TPX is. Thank you for that, Jude. TPX. Let's, oh, I don't see that one. Oh, it would help if I put it in there, right? <laughs> there we go. Temper. Sealy. I remember when Sealy mattresses, you know, a long time ago, I used to live back east, and that was the big Baltimore mattress company, and they've, they've merged with Tempur-Pedic. Boy, up $3.71. How can this be? They're just doing great. Um, I mean, who would have thought? I mean, it's got a 78 relative strength, so I'm a little bit, I'm not, I'm not on board with that. I've got a 7 out of 9 in terms of the checklist. You know what? It's got increasing fund ownership. What is going on? This is not a bad chart. I am very impressed, actually. This has an upward... I guess people have to sleep, so I wouldn't have thought. But yeah, that's got an upward trending chart. Um, there is a place to buy it on a flat base at 96.46. It's 97.67, so it's definitely in a buy zone. But, you know, would I buy that thing? I don't know. I don't know if I would buy this. I, You know, sometimes charts are great, but, some, you know, and I'm, I'm a technical trader, but I just can't get excited about about mattresses, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what it is about me, but I don't I don't know. Um, let's look at R. See what that, see what happens there. You know, maybe, a, I don't know. That's interesting. Okay, Ryder. Um, you know, Ryder. I like Ryder better, actually. <laughs> I like Ryder better. That's an interesting one. Um, you know, Ryder, I like that upward trending chart. I do. I like an upward trending chart. That's on the weekly, too. So I'm liking that. Um, let's look at the daily to kind of see. Well, the daily is bad either. Heck, that's, that's not bad. Um, let's look at the uh, checklist. 7 out of 9, that's not bad. Uh, ownership, well, it's going down a little bit, but it's still pretty good. 91 is the relative strength. I'm liking that. There isn't, unfortunately, there isn't really a place to buy it. The last buy point with a cup and handle formation was at uh, 42.84. It's 57.59, um, so it's a little bit above that. Now, what am I? What do I mean when I'm talking about buy points? Well. Typically, the way a stock trades, typically it moves up in these stages. And each of these stages has a what they call a base pattern. And what I'm talking about here is that there was a base pattern on Ryder back in uh, the August time frame in which there was a formation called a cup with handle. This is the best formation. And at that time, the buy point indicated a buy point of 42.84. But since that time, it's gone up. Well, that makes sense because if you buy it after it has come through a buy point and, and everything else is right, typically they do go higher. And that's indeed what's happened here with Ryder. But 
right now there's no real buy point to buy it out. So we kind of have to wait on this a little bit until we see another buy point. Now sometimes a base does not develop, it just it just keeps on going up. So that's the that's the dilemma here. We really need to see another base pattern before we can we can possibly buy this again. Now I think that we may have one forming because the prior all-time high for Ryder was way back in February of um, of, of 2019, and in in February of in, in February of 2019, it made a high of 57.38. So right now we're at 57.58. So we're just we've just exceeded the high. It's 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 pretty much it's all-time high. So and the volume is up. So that is that is a that is a that is a good thing uh, happening. The question is, um, will it form another base pattern? I would wait for this one to form a base pattern until going higher. So that's my take on Ryder. I can't recommend. I, I think that's a that's a that's a watch list one. It's good, but I just wouldn't uh, you know I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be buying it. Um, okay, so let's see. Uh, Check out IDX's 20% pop today. Hopefully not a pump and dump. Well, let's take a look and see. IDEX, you know, and pumping and dumping is, uh, is a, it, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, this is a, <laughs> yeah, this is a, no. Yeah, this is pumpitude here. This is total pumpitude. Yeah, this is a pump and dumper. I'm sorry to say. Thank you very much for that, Vern3. I, I, I appreciate you, you, um, you're writing in with that information, but I do think this is a pump and dump. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't touch this one. Uh, it's a penny stock. It's under ten dollars, and I just think it's going to be tough. Uh, you know, this is going to be a tough one. So I, I, I and that's cool. I mean, if you're in on it, congratulations. But I think that's a pump and dump stock. All right. So let's see. Tesla is stuck at four hundred for a while. Now, if it's a good point, and do you think, okay, well, here's the thing, and, and you got to understand this. I'm totally so, as you know, everybody knows here, I'm a Tesla bull. But I'm a Tesla bull that has been not as faithful. I'm out of the stock right now, and I'm waiting for it to pull back. And, I'm the, and the area that I'm looking for it to pull back to is about the 360 level, because I do believe we will see in that area some strength. Let's pull up the chart to kind of give you an idea. Currently I'm out of the stock, but that doesn't mean I'm, I'm not looking at it because I look at it all the time and I still think it's a great stock, but we it's forming a base pattern right now. And it's hugging this this 40 day, 40 day line. Let's look at the weekly chart to see if there's any entry points here. Well, from what I'm seeing, I'm just, I'm just seeing this line right about here. Well, I, you know, I'm a little bit conservative, but I think there's an entry point, but I think it's about at the 360 level, the 365 level. I think that's kind of where it's at. I do think we're in a downward trending slope right now on Tesla, at least until we see some strength. I think we've, you know, we topped out basically at 502.49, and that happened, uh, you know, basically in, um, you know, in the third week of August. That's that's kind of where we started the downward movement in this in, in this market. That's also where it kind of made its. Um, you know that's that's kind of where it made its um, made its high, but from what I'm looking at here, I I, I see it. I still see still a downward slope. I want to see it still has a, a relative strength of 98. Now, you're asking yourself, well, why can it have a a relative strength of 98 when it's been moving down? 
the relative strength is is the stock against the S&P 500 for an entire year. And of course, this last year Tesla has been a rocket ship, but about in the August, third week of August, it kind of it kind of ran out of fuel. So <laughs> it's been basing a little bit, and I do think that we're going to need to see it pull back probably to about the 360 level. If it shows some support at the 360 level and starts moving higher, that's when I'm going to be interested in it. Currently, I'm not interested in it just because of its trend. Its trend is downward currently. Does that mean it's going to it's going to go on that way forever? Not not in your life. I mean, look the the last the the month of month la, the last quarter earnings were excellent. They were up 39 percent year over year. So the the earnings are doing good, but I just think right now it's getting it's getting ready, and. Um, you know, I think we will see a movement upward. Now, it could possibly pull as low as 340 before we saw some upward mission. But I'm waiting on this one uh, for it to pull back. And, um, you know, I do think that, you know, we probably will see some support at 360, between 340 and 360. And hopefully when we do, then I'll probably be back in. But right now, I'm not. Yeah, I'm out for right, for right now. Thoughts on Neo after earnings? Uh, do you think it can? Absolutely, I think it can dip. Thanks, Ollie. This is a good question. Um, typically, the way stocks trade, even if they're great stocks, and and you know, and Neo has been looking really, really good. This is why you don't want to buy them into earnings. It's just very dangerous because even if it shows good earnings, many times it'll pull back. And the reason is is because of that old adage. Uh, buy on rumor, sell on news. So I typically like to hold stocks into earnings, sell them, see what happens, and then buy them on the other side. So, you know, definitely watch this. You know, I think you could bank. I think it, I think it may 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 move very nicely on the upside on to the upside on after earnings. But it's very likely though it'll pull back initially. So be very very careful on that. Um, all right, Kathy Wood picks up one million two hundred. And uh, uh, twenty-five thousand seven hundred shares of Palantir on Friday for yeah, absolutely. I think Palantir is a great buy. By the way, I sold it. I sold it before earnings. Okay, I am looking to buy Palantir after earnings. I think I think Christian, you're absolutely right about this. Uh, again, the uh, Palantir was in my smart portfolio. I want to show you that. I sold it. Uh, I sold it into earnings. The reason I did is because, you know, I was I said it might pull back. It didn't. So therefore I'm probably gonna be buying some more on the other side. So uh just show you that. Yeah. I had Palantir, I sold it into earnings. There it is, Palantir Technologies. I held it for six days and it was up twenty-six percent. So I probably will be back in it. I agree with you. I think that Palantir, you know, has some potential legs. Now the question is, where could you get into Palantir? And that's the and, and you know, entries are always tough, you know, after you've sold out. But um, I definitely think there is a place that you could get into it. And I think that that's going to be, and we're looking at the daily chart here, I think that we have what they call railroad tracks here. And I think that the the ideal level for this to get back in is going to be right about right below 16. We're, we're, and we're almost there right now. So we're at, we're at 15.93. So I do believe... It's viable, and I probably will be back into the stock, to be honest with you, um, because it does look like it's forming a pattern. Um, I'd like to get in it at about 15.75 or maybe 15.50. I'd like to get back in it at that level, but I just think it's a very good stock. Now, normally I wouldn't buy on that kind of a formation, but it does look like it's producing a flag pattern, and that can be very, very bullish. Uh, it, it, could, it could gap up after that. So I probably will be back into Palantir. 
um, after being out for basically earnings. So I, I, I think you're right. I think, Christian, I think that's a very good call. And I, I have it on the watch list. Pull that over. Pull that up here. I'm just have, that's, on my, that's on my watch list as well. I have Palantir. Uh, did I, where is it? Okay. I just want to highlight it. Yep, there it is, Palantir. I have Palantir on the watch list. Uh, so you can see that. Let me just highlight that. Yeah, I have Palantir on the watch list. I have a buy point of 13.68 uh, on the 10-day line. I'm going to revise that a little bit. Uh, it is extended currently, in it, and and uh, you know, but I would like to see that basically. Uh, you know, it's at 15.93. I think you could buy it about 15.75 easily, uh, and and definitely. So it is definitely on the watch list. I just wanted to show you that. And by the way, if you're interested in the watch list, it's super easy to take a look. All you have to do is go to uh, the website, www.dallastradingfloor, and I'll show you that as well. And, and uh, we have that on the watch list. We have a little button <laughs> that shows you that. So if you go to www.dallastradingfloor, there's a little button that you can push here. Push here to see Jim's current watch list. Just push that, and it will go, and it will show you the whole watch list right like that. So. Uh, just go over to www.dallastradingfloor for that. And, uh, but Palantir is definitely on the watch list, and it's very, very strong as well. Do you think that Pfizer is still a good buy? Well, you know, I, I, I was looking at Pfizer. Uh, I think Moderna is the better buy of the two. But let's look at PFE because that's Pfizer. There we go. And that's Pfizer. So let's take a look. Let's see if we could buy that, Jorge. I, thank you for that question. It's only a relative strength of 45. I don't really like that. You see, that's very low for me. Uh, let's look on the weekly chart to see if there's an entry point. All right. Um, you know, unfortunately, it, with this relative strength being as low as it is, it's only got a checklist of 44. And the ownership is, no, I don't think you want Pfizer. Now, let's look at Moderna, MR. Uh, let's see, Moderna is, uh, I think it's uh, MDRN, is that right, Moderna? Did I get that right? No, I didn't. <laughs> Modelies. Uh, uh, MRDN, is that Moderna? No. <laughs> okay, why did I have Moderna? MRNA, I apologize for that. Yeah, uh, MRNA. MRNA. So let's look at Moderna and compare it. It's got a relative strength of 98. You know, that is a better deal, <laughs> just all the way around. Um, and look at the checklist. It's so much better. 7 out of 9. And the ownership is increasing. This is the one you want. You want Moderna, not Pfizer, on this one. The buy point on Moderna, by the way, is 95.21. And I, I indicated that earlier. So I'm going to put that out there again on the chat. So the buy point for Moderna is 95.21. So there you go. Um, you know that 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 will put that out there on the uh, on on the uh, on the chat. So let's see this one. What's your pot? What's your thoughts on PIC? Hmm. All right, let's look at PIC. Right, Pivotal, uh, blank, oh, it's a blank check company. 
You know what? I don't have any opinions on it. Because Thank you for the question. You know, until I know more about it, until, until I do a little bit more uh, deep dive on it, can't really give you any information. There's really not any fundamental information because it's a blank check company. And by the way, for everyone out there, what a blank check company is, is it's a company that already exists. It already has a listing on the stock exchange. And what the funds do is they put money into it, and then they look for a company that's already in existence to buy and then reverse merge into the company so then it becomes listed immediately. And it's a little bit faster way to get on the exchanges than the normal IPO route. So, uh, But I typically like to see what people are investing in before I do anything on that, um, you know, on, on a blank check company. Well, I've, I've run a whole hour, and I so appreciate everybody uh, tuning in. If you'd like to get on the um, if you, if you'd like to get on the action trade alerts, and I do put them you know I try to put them out on a timely basis, it's super easy to do. Just go to www.dallastrainingfloor, and then uh, first and last name and a email address, and of course uh, it's all free, and uh, we will put you on the action trade alerts uh, right away. So until tomorrow, I hope everyone is uh, having a good Monday, and until tomorrow. Happy trading. See you at 2.30 Tuesday.